0: So I'll, I'll uh, say a few words uh, about, uh, <coughs> excuse me, about practice, and then we'll we'll practice, listen in whatever way um, feels appropriate to you. Um, so Yogi actually wanted to be here; was on the wait list for this retreat. Um, was telling me that um, the beginning of her practice, forty odd years ago, she was with uh, this kind of beloved Zen teacher Kobenchino Roshi, and um, and she's the kind of person that um, sort of easier for her to care about other people uh, than direct. Care to uh, her own being, and what she found forty years ago, as she was sitting uh, uh, her, uh, a sashin uh, a Zen Zen retreat, intensive practice period over over a week, is that uh, the kind of effort to direct attention to herself just led to a kind of cascade of feeling and uh, heart just pierced and she said she just uh, cried you know for the week and at the end of the the session in the zendo in the meditation hall each student has a chance to ask uh, the the roshi the teacher question and uh, about forty, forty practitioners, and
1: and uh, this woman's turn comes, and um, yeah, and she um, very direct,
0: sincere question that no doubt Covencino sensed.
2: So her question was, how do you stop crying?
1: And with that question, Covencino
2: started crying. He said, you don't have to stop. All the yogis, you know,
1: crying too. And it's moments, uh,
0: moments uh, like that, that I uh, associate with love, with uh, Dharma, Dharma love,
2: and um, the tenderness of it all. And for me,
0: in practice for many years, doing heart practice still, sometimes just tears. Who knows where they come from, where they're going, what's in them. Often feels like just moved by that kind of poignancy of the human condition.
1: And uh, they don't hurt. They feel like Dharma, tears as a, as a
0: kid i was um i was so you know so sensitive to suffering so um yeah so so attuned really to the first noble truth without being able to name it but sensitivity was extremely high the equanimity was zero and this presents a problem you know and so as i kind of grew into practice for me um compassion kind of the love love in the face of suffering that um that came naturally to me but um Sometimes that that poignancy, that tenderness, can seem far from joy. It can seem far from joy. Each of the Brahma Viharas has their own kind of flavor, their own its own particular form of arousal in the body, its own particular valences, and joy sometimes can seem quite remote from compassion. And sometimes there's a, there's a sense of like to to even have a moment of joy, you know, it's like somehow not permitted. Uh, that sense of like, well, I don't I don't want to I don't want to cheat on my
1: grief. I don't want to
2: forget the suffering of the world. My uh,
0: experience is that one of the the kind of long-term changes in our Dharma practice is that um, the trace of emotion is much shorter. The heart becomes much more flexible and fluid. And we really do not have fidelity to the moment that just passed. In a way, because the mindfulness, the open-heartedness is deep enough, stable enough, our life is digested on the spot. It doesn't leave egoic traces. And... When life does not leave egoic traces, when the last moment does not exactly follow us into this one, we become radically open to a totally new experience. And so a moment of piercing grief, compassion can be followed by a
2: moment of laughter or peace. joy uh joy
0: is um sometimes tricky because it 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 feels like sometimes we're being asked to pretend something you know like a uh like those those pictures where like you kind of force a smile or something. You know, those super awkward pictures. And um,
2: Dharma never asks you to pretend anything. so
1: we don't have to pretend and we actually don't have to
0: manufacture joy in the house of self it's more like when we much of dharma practice takes this structure we deconstruct the obstacles to it and then
1: it's there as if waiting for us all along So, um, mudita uh, is a particular
0: kind of joy. It's a delight in the welfare, the strength, the power
1: of another, the good fortune of another.
2: And uh, we, we deconstruct
1: what blocks it
0: most centrally comparing and envy. This essay is saying of the essayist of the seven deadly sins, lust, gluttony, greed, laziness, wrath, pride, and envy, said of the seven deadly sins, only envy is no fun at all. So, first, just to say, like, mudita is not, um, it's not, it's not a, like a public policy or something. It's not, it's not ignoring the maldistribution of wealth. It's not ignoring the depth of our obligation to those around the world. Um, It's not that. It's uh, working with our own uh, contraction and clinging and freedom. And envy comparing that whole movement of the mind is so exquisitely painful. And the, the Buddha said... It's not, it's not that uh, we let go of better than and worse than and come to equal to. The whole gesture of comparison brings a burden of dukkha. We must
1: actually step out of the whole realm of measurement. And yet we know social, social uh, comparisons, they
0: form the kind of basis for our self-definition we define our self through comparison we build the self through relative measurement i'm like this you're like that i'm better than less worse than equal to all of that and so what envy actually does is it
1: is it helps illuminate the architecture of self-view. It's not incidental what we become envious of.
0: It's only in the realm of our own egoic identification that is fertile ground for envy. And so what we take as the kind of sacred ground of ourself, this can be investigated in the shadow of our envy. in the ways in which it's hard to have mudita,
1: it's hard to rejoice in the welfare of another. And in the end, envy
0: really just highlights the insanity of egoic life. It's desperation and confusion, the dead end of building a kind of house of self on this idea or that. The the ego will never be secure enough. It will never have enough it tolerates no
1: goodness outside of itself.
2: We do not have to live that way. And so there may be a kind of step by which there's some,
0: uh, yeah, we actually have to turn with compassion towards ourselves in order to to begin to like free ourselves of some of the compulsivity of the comparing mind the way we're always trying to
1: shore up the self always eroding always contested
2: threatened by your joy or mine let us uh, let us put this down now. Anatta is the only true form of self-esteem. As we begin to drain the kind of, the charge from some of our self-definition, The goodness of others, their welfare, their power, beauty That no longer is intimidating whatsoever.
0: We share in it. We partake in it,
2: rejoice in it. Maybe we begin
1: with uh, someone for whom the
2: feeling of mudita comes easily. We feel so totally on their team. that their success does not threaten anything in us, but is shared. So just calling this person to mind. We uh, get to partake in their happiness. We don't even really care whether it's theirs or mine. We partake in it. Rejoicing their good fortune, they continue and grow. May, uh, may your happiness flourish. We forget a little bit about self and other. May you continue to flourish. You delight in your own happiness. Like we we ring a bell, the bell
0: of uh, joy with images and words, memories and wishes. We ring the bell and then we listen to the reverberations of that bell in our body. Maybe something like joy radiating
2: from our heart center. totally unintimidated by their welfare. Now, if you uh, have the energy,
0: some
1: interest, not because you think you ought to, but some interest in exploring mudita for
0: someone that's more sticky for you, someone that evokes some measure,
2: Some comparison, envy. Just notice patiently the contraction. The tension. That's the signpost of self. Egoic processes announce themselves through contraction. Let the envy, the contraction, let that uh,
0: support investigation of what you consider
2: your sacred ground of self. The whole cauldron of
0: should and ought, I am what I'm not, the pros
2: and cons of me. Just soften. You never were and never will be any of that. Soften. Your worth was never in question in the first place. Soften. Our self-importance is perpetually wounded. And so we soften, we
0: really forgive ourselves, forgive
2: conditioning, forgive our clinging, And then our heart is
1: freed up to really enjoy
2: the other, their welfare. May your happiness flourish Maybe some of the envy or all
0: the envy just melts in the kind of field
2: of rejoicing. These last couple of minutes, uh, directing some care to uh, to yourself. We be happy, know the causes of happiness. Thank
1: you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.